and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my good co-host, Lawson. Lawson, good morning to you. It's so good to be back with you again. Oh, man, I am good, <laughs> Danuta. I am fabulous. I am living my best life. And I'm glad you're back. You've are you? Yeah, yeah. gallivanting. Oh, hold on. For good reasons. Come on. Oh, no, for yeah, yeah. sure. For sure. Like, I'm, I'm not accusing you of doing the wrong you. thing. I know you're But not. you've probably been having a good time. Where have you been? Okay. So, just over a week ago, uh, my husband and I went out to Brewarina to just Burke. Mm. So it's an hour this side of Burke. Of course, we've shared with mm. our listeners before that we used to live out at Burke and Brewarina. We started yes. a church plant in Brewarina. Yes. And they actually had the 10th anniversary of the church plant oh, out there, wow, which is amazing. so exciting. And Pastor Doreen is doing a fabulous job out there. She's mm-hmm. actually a local Aboriginal lady who's mm. leading the church. Wow. And yeah, it was just really great. People came from all around the place and people that used to, you know, go and help out there. Mm. So great stuff and and then had to go and visit some pastors around the areas and just come yeah. come back and uh caught up with family over the weekend that have uh, you know coming from interstate as well as their oh. family have flown in from America so That's great so time awesome. with family I love family you know I'm grateful for family yeah yeah I'm kind of you know I'm I'm looking forward to my family gets in a little bit later for the for the holidays like we all we're all going to do christmas together and whatnot but uh very soon looking forward to that time spending time with family and whatnot. I did catch up with a lot of people on the weekend, though, because it was graduation at yes. my university. We were there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I as was... a, well, as in on the sa- on the Saturday. At yeah, the yeah. Oh, amazing. I was there on the Sunday when people were receiving oh, their degrees so and diplomas and whatnot, shaking lots of hands, giving lots of hugs. I wasn't graduating, but sh- supporting my friends who were graduating is really awesome. And just seeing people just like, they feel like, oh, it's finally over. It's yeah. done. It's done. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> and coming up on our show today, we have an interview with Pastor Justin Lawman again on politics and prophecy. In our new segment, we're looking at Americans in Australia and good news of a mansion. And in our Bible study time that comes just after the 8 o'clock news, we're looking at Mission to the Unreached, part two. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are excited to have another week going ahead with quiz questions and prizes, of course. And some weeks we've had, well, a few weeks ago we actually had three prizes. Yeah. And then we actually had two prizes. Two prizes last week. And then two prizes last week as well. So this week we have... Another prize, we have which an you amazing, will be sh- We have an amazing prize. Yes. You? We have an amazing prize. Last week on the show, we had Jeremy Dixon, one of our favorite oh, interviews. He is so and, good. Oh, he was outlining like Christmas cookies. Well, just cookies in general and coming oh. up to Christmas time. It's actually a tradition in my family. Me and my family get together the night before Christmas, like Christmas Eve, and we bake cookies and we decorate them and stay up like super late. Like wow. last, last year, it was like we're putting the decorations on the cookies at like 11.30 p.m. Oh, wow. Luckily, next day. Christmas, so we're chilling. But um, but really, like it's uh, it's a tradition. My family. We talked about cookies last week, and man, you might be listening to those segments, listening to those interviews, thinking, oh, where does all this information that Jeremy Dixon gets 
Where does it come from? It comes from his own cookbooks that he writes, and we are going to be giving away this week. So a Revive Cafe cookbook is on the way to you if you answer questions correctly Woo! and get in the draw for the prize. So you here we want go. to get it. You Absolutely. want to get his stuff. Absolutely. Our first question for today for, hey, 100 points. <laughs> How many men did Samson kill with a donkey's jawbone? We're starting off brutal this morning. We're starting Yo, off brutal. with some of the, uh, some of the, you know, some of the judges era. Well, one judge here, Samson. How many men did he kill with a donkey's jawbone? Hey, 0491-064-669. If you text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win a Revive Cafe cookbook, which will be the perfect prize, not only maybe for yourself, maybe you you're a cookbook fanatic. You're like, man, I've got too many cookbooks. Well, then give it to a friend as well. It's a Christmas present, guys. Like everything about this prize, you want it. It's That's amazing. Right. And not only is it like a fantastic cookbook full of like vegan, healthy, tasty recipes, also the cookbook looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Just if his photography just makes you salivate looking at it. On point. No <laughs> stock know. photos. Not, yeah. No stock photos. Everything in there. He's is, done himself. It's like not like, mm. oh, cook this spaghetti bolognese and here, look at us, you know, the uh, stock image that I got of it. No. They, these books are amazing. 0491-064-669. How many men did Samson kill? with a donkey's jawbone. Mm, text us in your answer on 0491 And remember to state it or star it. If you want to play but you don't want to go into the draw, just put a star next to it or just state mm. that you, you just want to play. Hey, we're wanting to say good morning and hello especially to our listeners in Robinvale, Victoria. Do you know where Robinvale is? I've never been to Robinvale. Do you know where it is? No. No. So it's just not far from Mildura. So I, ah, okay, yeah. when I lived in Mildura, like in my early 20s when I was working there as a speech pathologist at the base, Hospital. Robinvale was one of the places that we actually serviced or would actually get patients coming in mm. from there. Really lovely area. It is actually known for producing grapes, olives, carrots, and almonds in that area. So it's actually on the Murray River, you know, sort of area. Yeah. And um, yeah, the place where a lot of our good fruit and things come from. Yeah, absolutely. I think I went to, I've been to Mildura a couple of times and in Mildura, I experienced the hottest weather I think I've ever experienced in Australia, like 46 degrees or something while I was there. It was sweltering. I, I would have been, I don't know, maybe 10, 11, 12, something like that. Just down there, man, just hot, dusty, but beautiful place. I don't, I think I've been there as well when the weather's been good and I'm like that area inland victoria is just really really beautiful hey so shout out to all our people from robin vale if you're listening this morning 0491 is the number to text now danuta what is happening in the world of positively different news well some some nice light-hearted but really happy news comes from england of a student a 49 year old student a uh-huh. lady that has been studying but finding it really hard of course Everywhere, it's becoming hard with housing now, Australia-wide, oh, since COVID, isn't it? Hey, in England as well. Oh, like, I've got so friends much. from the UK and they're always like, like we, we think we have a housing crisis here. Like I was talking to a friend of mine, they're like, yeah, my grandma lives in like a two-bedroom house in a suburb that's not particularly close to a big city centre and it's like 600,000 pounds. I'm like... That is insane. Wow. That's, a, that's like a million bucks, like million mm. plus dollars. Obviously, the UK mm. in terms of land size is much smaller than Australia mm-hmm. and whatnot. And they, they are housing is 
massively tough to find over there at good prices. It's like incredibly inflated. Massively, massively. And of course, if we, if some of our listeners um, were on a few months ago, we actually had a, a speaker from ADRA, Adventist mm. Development and Relief Agency, mm. and she was sharing with us how many people they actually helped, over 200,000 last year who were particularly really in distress here in Australia. And that was in Victoria alone um, and that, with, with housing issues, you know, mm. and some are now having to, to, to rent caravans or and some yeah, land yeah. to put their tents up just to, to live somewhere here, even in Australia. Mm. So this, this student here, um, she actually uh, was renting with her friends, um, well, should I say moved in with her friends as rent rose because she was wanting to go on to further studies. And actually she, she actually was surfing to f- kind of find where could she move to sure. possibly. So she studies full-time at the University of Sunderland in in London and she'll actually finish her Bachelor of Science degree in Health and Social Care in January. So she was actually studying and she, as she was actually just taking a break from doing her dissertation, mm. she actually was just surfing in general about homes and she got a knock on the door and there were two folk actually selling her some tickets. They were actually going around in the area and it's actually through what's actually called, let me just find here. Mm-hmm. Um, Omaze and Omaze was actually going door to door and actually trying to sell lottery tickets that were ten pounds each. Okay, ten pounds, uh-huh. right? Just so just just hold that thought for one sec too. And these lottery tickets were actually to to raise money for the UK uh, National Health Service, the yeah. NHS. Yeah, so it was like a raffle type deal to to raise money. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But guess what the prize would be. What? A house? A house. A whole house. A whole house. And not just any cheap house. It's actually in the Chelsea area, which is like in the heart of London, okay? Yeah. So it's not a cheap area. <laughs> and it's actually a town, stunning townhouse that is actually worth, let me catch this, for $5 million. $5 mm. million. So Australian okay. $5 million, which would be, what, about 2500 or so pounds. Um, yeah. Yeah. Million pounds. Yeah. That is... And so incredible. she actually entered that, you know, and she actually won it, uh-huh. right? So here she was, no house, living with her friends and winning the ticket to to wow. to this actual house. She said, and this is her, her words here, she says, this is from Good News, it was actually, it, it was a Friday night and I've been writing a dissertation all day and feeling a bit down okay. in the dumps Shoot. as it's so stress, Shoot stressful. Shoot at life. Shoot yeah. at life. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know what it's yeah, like, yeah, hey. You said it you, Janita. I like, do too. You're, you're a couple yeah. degrees in, you know, like it's yeah, a dissertation, couple, writing it's, your essays, man, hectic. Absolutely. Like, you know, you're just on a shoestring budget all the time, hey. Yeah. She's writing, and on top of that, yes, yeah, stressful because you're writing your assignments. Everything's mm. with deadlines. Then you've got exams straight after assignments. And she, she's feeling a bit down in the dumps and stress. And she got a few calls from the number I didn't actually. So I knocked it, knocked it twice. But then she actually answered the door. And so the good, the, the amazing thing is now she can actually move in there. She can actually move in there. She can actually rent it out if she wants to. Yeah. She can actually sell it if she wants to. Have money in her pocket this and just like a buy whole a house. Life for her, like isn't that incredible? I think the thing. I really like about this story as well is that it's not like here at Faith of Ed, we're very much against gambling. <laughs> like, so like, I was about to add, yeah. we're not promoting here gambling yeah. or going for lottery tickets or anything. That's, yeah. that's anyone's choice. So. Yeah. But at the same time, like this was 
a fundraising thing for mm. like this a raffle, you know, for to to raise money for six pe- you know sick people to support sick people. It's NHS, right? NHS, yeah. and so they're they're like I'm like yeah, this is this is for a good cause, and the outcome has been that this person who's borderline homeless or pretty much, mm. and also like homeless, that, and that's the sad thing about the situation. It's homelessness that is. Like that is brought about by, uh, you know, this person being in the midst of their study and their, their degree. It's not like they've thrown their lives away or anything like that. They're like just scraping by so they can get done with their studies. Yeah. And they've been able to be so blessed. Isn't that? Yeah, yeah. Just so blessed. And my mind went also to, you know, mansions that the Bible actually oh, yeah. mentions, of course. Absolutely. And the, the greatest passage, one of the greatest passages, of course, is in John 14, mm-hmm. verse 1 to 3. It says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Um, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Mm. These are actually Jesus' words. I love this. And the fact is, here's the thing. Yes, she paid only £10, but here's the thing is, our mansion, which is an eternal mansion in heaven, is for free. Is free. All we have to do is respond to Jesus because he's done Mm. everything already on our behalf on the cross. All we have to do is respond to him because he loves us so much. He wants us us to be there with him eternally. Mm. And um, it's it's a mansion, mansion, mansions, it even says, you know, well beyond what we can ever imagine Mm. on this earth, well beyond what can be in the heart of London and well beyond um, yeah, what this earth can offer in Absolutely. every way. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Get away with our next quiz question, please, Lawson. Hey, here we go. Of whom does the Bible say the Lord his God was with him and magnified him exceedingly. Mm. Who does the Bible say that about? I mean, we all want that. I, I want the Lord to magnify me exceedingly. But who was it the Bible said that about? 0491 Look, if you know the answer, give us a text message and get in for the draw for this week, which is of a revived cafe cookbook. If you don't know the answer, just send in any name. Just send in a name and it might <laughs> be correct just said it you know it might be like oh is this a person in the bible or ancient or whatever it may be well it is a person in the bible because the quick yeah. question is from the bible we're talking but about the bible here, here let's give them a clue okay it's in it start the le- first letter is in the second half of the alphabet how does that <laughs> What sure. do you reckon? And it's not Q. Okay, and there, you go. Q. there you go. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Of whom does the Bible say the Lord God was with him and magnified him exceedingly? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. This morning on the breakfast show, I've got some interesting news to talk about about Americans in Australia. Okay, mm. first thought: kick him out. Get rid of them. Why are they here? Oh, Second, no. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> no, we love Americans. And, of course, Shell is an American. Yeah, and British So we love her. So that, so here we don't believe about yeah, kicking out yeah, Americans. Yeah. No way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was actually I was some American friends yesterday who had come down for the graduation that was happening at Avondale. Oh, wow. And uh, I was talking to them, like, the American National Anthem, I think, is one of the greatest songs ever mm. written of all time. And context-wise as well, I'm like, like, the story of the National Anthem, I'm like, yeah, America, 
awesome, you know, lots of cool things happening there, lots of uncool things happening there that we highlight and profile here on The Breakfast Show. But I want to talk about Americans in Australia. Uh, there has been this, just this like, you know, social media video that's gone a bit viral. This girl just talking to a camera, talking to her, her audience on social media and talking about her experience in Australia as a Christian, as a Christian American. And she was under the conception or under the idea that Australia was a really, really Christian place mm-hmm. because she had grown up in America and it was like, well, all I knew going to church was like Hillsong music and, and, and all of these different, like there was lots of Australian Christian influence that had gone over to America, even like churches, big non-denominational churches that are quite famous in the Christian mm-hmm. media space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had their start here in Australia or have considerable branches here in australia like like elevation which is big in say music mm-hmm. like their whole Ele- elevation youth branch that that make mm-hmm. very very popular christian music is based here in australia hillsong mm-hmm. comes here from australia like came from australia and of course right. they've got loads of churches over there in america now too but here's the, the other thing with america on top of that is yeah. that you you turn on the turn on the tv and god is a, a, a topic yeah. you know that's used quite quite freely and openly compared to here in Australia. That's right. Whereas here in Australia, we have very much seen the decline of, over time of mm. Christianity. And and this lady is kind of experiencing that. She's like, but wait, like I realized like no one really identified as Christian and, you know, in terms of just language and a few other things. Yeah, she was like, it was, it seemed really hard to find Christians. And she was like, okay, I was in the, some of the big city centers in Sydney. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this is like LA or New York. And maybe if I leave the city centers and go to more rural areas, then there'll be Christians there. But that, in her experience in traveling around Australia, it was like, oh, a lot of them seem maybe even less Christian in the rural areas. What's the deal? Like, I thought Australia was this Western Christian mm-hmm. place. Uh, but the reality that she found is that it was not. And it was funny. She put that up on her social medias. And, you know, people started, uh, Australians started uh, commenting, being like, oh, actually, we <laughs> Australians worship the pub and our worship service is getting a snag from bunnies or, or going to the Friday night footy or whatever it may be. And it does reflect the nature of Australia becoming more and more secular. More we look secular. At, yeah. You know, if we go back to the era of my granddad for example my he's he's passed away now in 2008 i i have quite old grandparents you know my my grandfather on my dad's side fought in world war ii which mm. is rare from someone of my generation i'm born in 98 it's pretty rare for grandparents to be that old but yeah that's my the reason is is because my grandparents had 10 kids and my dad's number wow nine, so, that's so my, big family my dad came out i think my grandfather was like 45 or 50 something like that anyways so in his era in my granddad's era like there was man like 80 percent of australians were attending church every single week Mm. at that time. And it was, Christianity was prolific. It's actually interesting. My grandfather grew up in a Catholic orphanage, but was one of the rare atheists in Australia at that time. And for my dad, he's just gone, oh yeah, he was turned away from God after going to war, stuff like that. And also growing up in a Catholic orphanage, and we don't know what happened to him in that situation and in that scenario. And knowing the unfortunate history of abuse in that space, it's like, oh, we, we don't know. I, on the other side, I'm like, maybe he was reached by the message of communism and became you know, became mm. a- anti-theist and mm-hmm. anti-religion or, or whatever it may be. But 
regardless, like my grandfather was a very, very rare case, Mm -hmm. but now exceedingly and more and more the decline of Christianity that we're seeing here in Australia is we we see those things and we're like, oh, okay, well, culturally we're shifting away from that, even so much so that right now there is a bill trying to be passed and, and requests being passed to remove the Lord's Prayer from the beginning of Parliament sessions Mm. so most parliament sessions here in australia begin with the lord's prayer Mm -hmm. and end with a prayer as well Mm. they're trying to at this time remove that because it's oh hey we're not a christian country or even though we still have a large christian population in fact the biggest religion in australia is christian people trying to move move away from that or as and and it's all about little things lead to the bigger things don't they that's right and well that's the thing it's not like we're seeing a shift from Christianity to Islam or from mm-hmm. Christianity to Buddhism. It's seeing where we're seeing a shift from religiosity away from religiosity in mm-hmm. general. And so the question is for us, okay, well, wh- what does this mean? Should we look at these kinds of things? And, and I read an article, the article that I was reading particularly about the removal of the Lord's Prayer, they're like, Christian values are being eroded in Australia and this is such a terrible thing. And I think in some senses, yes, like Christian values being eroded. And I see that, yeah, and having a prayer before parliament, but also moral morality mm-hmm. and ethics regarding all kinds of things drinking sexuality impacts so many uh, aspects gambling, of like, life doesn't it ab- absolutely yeah. and and we see that these kinds of vices that are outside of the christian space or that are kind of we, we would say most christians would disagree with doing the increase of those have come about as a result of less religiosity in mm-hmm. australia and that's unfortunate it, it is. And you've got to ask, we've got to ask ourselves how far does that and will that go? Yep. And not only that, like, you know, to what point also will some Christians then sway, like, you know, yeah. going like with the majority, you know, rather than the yeah. minority? Because we know that, to, you know, commonly people tend to go with yep. more of the majority, don't they? Absolutely. But there is good news. Something that I'm really convicted about is our personal witness and Mm -hmm. and the concept that essentially and we see this throughout biblical history and throughout world history as well it's like oh the institution of christianity is declining well if we look back at the institution of ancient israel in the bible they were constantly idolatry they were constantly failing like institutions struggle institutions fail i am pro church don't get me wrong i'm pro church i'm pro doctrine i am pro established belief like all of these things Mm. But that being said, I'm also incredibly pro our personal witness. And what we 100%. see is that it's not that every single Christian church is declining. It's like, oh, hey, there are institutions of Christianity that are declining, particularly mainline Protestant Christian Christianity. I think of Anglicans and I think of uh, Presbyterians mm-hmm. uh, and I think of uh, you know the Uniting Church, things like that. But the fantastic news is, is there are still churches growing because Christians as individuals are stepping up and saying, I want to use my witness to be a blessing to people. And follow God's ways completely mm-hmm. because the thing is that that, you know, throughout by, for throughout the Bible, we see that there's a, a remnant all yeah. the way through, as in a Absolutely. smaller group of people who are faithful to Jesus. That's right. And we do still have the impact to, uh, we do have the ability to impact people and to lead them to Christ. And, yeah. and through a godly lifestyle, through kindness and compassion, through friendship, and through sharing the Word of God with people, we can see people's hearts be open. We can see people change. I sit here this morning as a convert, you know, 18 years old, when I made my decision to become Christian from a non-Christian background. And I see that, hey, 
Although we see culturally and we see in terms of large population demographics the decline of Christianity, we also can see this as an opportunity for people to be reached. The mission mm. field is now bigger than mm-hmm. ever before. Mm-hmm. And if people are becoming less familiar with Christian cultural aspects or becoming less culturally Christian, well, hey, that was the world that Paul went into. Yeah. That was the world yeah. uh, that the missionaries went into. That is the that is the world that people in, in Asia are going into at the moment and seeing heaps of movement towards Christianity. And that is the good news is that if we pray, if we are led by God, we can see people come to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I just want to share that with you this morning to encourage you. You know, we, we, we do look at, oh man, hectic things are happening in the world, but God is still working. He's still moving. Let's be used by him. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Lawson, take it away with please with our next quiz question, the third one for this week, with our prize being the Revive Cookbook once again. Hey, here we go. In one of Jesus' parables, he compares a lost sinner to what other lost thing? Hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. In one of Jesus' parables, he compares a lost sinner to what other lost thing? 0491-064-669. Answer here. This is actually, we're, we're giving you just layups this morning. We are helping you out because there's actually a few answers to this one. So 0491-064-669. If you give us one of those answers... Mate, we'll we'll give you a pat on the back and an entry to the to the draw as well. <laughs> hey, but again, in one of Jesus' parables, he compares a lost sinner to what other lost thing? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Absolutely. And it has come time for us to have our interview this morning with Justin Lawman. Hello, Justin, are you there? Hi, Danuta. How are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. And you you're obviously travelling around, I bet. Oh well, you know, got a key. I I missed out on Bawarana. I'm I'm you very did. disappointed. You know, but the exciting uh, thing is we did see your video clips. So did that you? was yeah, we did. <laughs> we did see your short video clip. It was played right in front of everyone. But we there was a fantastic turn up, and it was a really good time. <laughs> and happy to send some photos to you if we can, you know, somehow. But it was a great event, and the exciting thing, of course, you remember those early days when we started the. Yeah. Tr- Church plan out at Brewerna used to come out and visit us there. And the exciting thing is that God, we give God all the glory just, you know, for the blessings he has done there, the way he's worked and continues to work and will work in that area. Mm. Mm. Amen. Amen. Mm. And Lawson, you've got to understand, I give you a hard time being being a celebrity, but Danuta, she's right up there as well. I know. No, dude, <laughs> now, I, I understand. <laughs> nearly every pastor that went through Avondale College for I don't know how long now, was trained by Danuta on how to go knock on a door because she is like she's the, the literature evangelist <laughs> queen. She's a queen of literature evangelism. Oh, Justin, Justin, <laughs> absolutely no, no. I did. I believe it. I've seen Danuta work. I've seen her just do absolutely fantastic things. She's here with us on the breakfast show, obviously, because we like us. So, yeah. so, oh well, hey. she can sell ice to Eskimos, brother. Let me just say <laughs> ice to Eskimos. Now, that's a new one. That's a new one. Thank you. That's really lovely. So, you know, but yeah, it is exciting stuff, you know, to do, do, love door knocking, love meeting people, but you know, God's the one behind all of that, which is so exciting. So yeah, absolutely. Where are we going to today? What are you sharing with us? 
Uh, where uh, I want to talk about the role of the crisis. Mm-hmm. The crisis, because how many uh, crises have we seen in just the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I want to have a look at the bigger purpose. So just, just for the listeners, what to look out for. Biden's about to be impeached. I've been saying that for over a month now. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this week will that's going to get pushed further down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's almost inevitable now. Uh, his son certainly has uh, come up on some very serious charges. Mm. Mm. And that's it all implicates his dad. Mm. So there's one crisis for you. We hit, the Americans hit $33 trillion in debt on September 18. Mm. They hit $34 trillion. December 18. That's oh. not 90 days. Wow. 90 no days. way. Um, look, everywhere you look, the immigration uh, crisis all over the world where uh, there's riots in in uh, places like Italy and, and uh, Ireland and everywhere you look. And we all live through COVID. And the crisis that was COVID, mm. and all of a sudden, um, we had to give up what we would view as normal freedoms mm-hmm. and normal liberties. Mm. Mm. What's, go- what's going on in the world today is it- it's not going to get any better and what happens is the crisis that's going on in politics. In I, I listening, I've been listening this morning. I'm looking out for those tickets on a Friday night. Someone knocking on my door. I need another house, and I'm listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening go, to your program go, this morning. Go for the free one. That's even okay, better. Okay. But, uh, sorry, I just couldn't. I couldn't resist that. Um, there's a housing crisis right now. Yes. Yeah. There's like there's a debt crisis. There's an interest rate to go. You know the the whole crisis, crisis, crisis. All we hear is crisis, and the media plays a big part in all of that. And and legitimately, there's some they're real. These crises aren't they're not just fabricated. Sometimes mm. I wonder how deliberate some of them are, mm. and and like the we're flooding 600,000 people into Australia in a 12-month period and there's mm. no houses. Mm. Wow. I would have never thought that had happened. Mm. Like it was bad before we started that. So uh, it, it's crazy that the levels that some of the decisions that are being made. But how does that affect us as Christians mm. moving forward as we're stepping into some of the biggest events in human history that the Bible predicts is going to take place. Mm. And the importance of personal freedom mm. and personal liberty. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm going to go where angels fear to tread. When, when COVID was going on, did you guys 
get vaccinated? Am I allowed to ask that on air? Is that like... I mean, well, yeah, you you're allowed to ask that, and I mean, you're you're allowed to. I'll give you an honest answer. I'll, I'll say, like, do yeah. Do you need to answer? You can ask, but do we answer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, like, like the answer. The answer for me is is yes. I, I, I. For me personally, like, I look back on on that kind of situation, and I want to preface this by saying, like, I'm not a medical e- expert or whatever it may be. Simultaneously, it was, the situation for me is like, I can't leave my house without getting vaccinated and I have work to do and, uh, and particularly like I felt pretty pressed at the time. Yeah. I was, I was working, uh, in a church. I was working in a university, you know, doing, doing student support and also, you know, share the gospel with people. I was like, man, I, I really want to get out of the house and, and share the gospel. I got my vaccination 12 weeks later, like all the restrictions came off anyway. And I was like, oh, did I really need to get it? Did I? <laughs> Since I got my vaccination, I've gotten COVID multiple times. I got really yeah. sick every single time. So I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. did it really, did it really help me? Did it really, did it hinder me? Whatever it may be. So I'm kind of in that space of, oh, I don't really know if it was worth it, but I got it. So, so, so yeah, we're, we're, we're in that. I, well, in that Lawson, I, I had to do ministry. I had to keep visiting hospitals and all that. Mm. And I, I went in, I got two vaccinations because, mm. and I take the promise in, in Mark 16 where you can drink poison and be bitten by vipers and you're, mm. you're okay because you're doing God's work. So that's, that's what I claimed. I got on with it, but mm. many of my friends didn't. And, uh, in hindsight, it's more and more stuff's coming out. I think they're probably on the right side of that argument. Mm. But the point I'm, I'm making, the issues that are coming at the end of time over worship and coercion to worship mm. will not happy will not happen in a clear, sunny, happy time. It will be in the midst of crisis, mm. and that is all we hear. It's been particularly hot. I was in Dubbo. We, we ordained, uh, Pastor Jay out at Dubbo on, on Sabbath and it was 42 degrees and blowing a gale. It was that hot. And Prime Minister, ah, it's climate, you know, we, this is a climate crisis. We're in a crisis. Everything's a crisis. And because it's a crisis, you've got to do this and do that. Mm. And what happens is everyone's driven by fear. Yeah. Mm. They're seeking safety. They're seeking to get rid of the crisis. And in order to do that, we have to do X, Y, and Z. Mm. Uh, there's a good argument on that side. There's a good argument on this side. But when you're driven by fear... It's a very powerful force for you to try and get away from what's ever causing the crisis. Mm. 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 And I guess what I just wanted to, I just am overwhelmed with the numbers of crises that we seem to face now. And somehow I don't think they are going away. Mm. Yeah, I, this is a conversation that I have with my secular Australian dad pretty often. And, and you know, he, he shares with me the Facebook post and whatnot of he, he is taking a position of kind of anti-crisis in a way. It's like, we've been having crises since the 1970s, you know, like, like it's, <laughs> it, there's so many crises that have happened. And, and I'm not saying my dad doesn't think they're illegitimate, but it's like, oh, well, we We've always weathered the storm, especially here in Australia. We've always kind of gotten through it in a way. And 
yeah, like it, it's it's almost as though there's so many crises that is it worth even focusing on? But again, as we're moving through time and things are getting so fast, I think what we're seeing is is people who are wanting to control and people who are wanting to have that power are magnifying those crises more and more and well, more. Well, if you if you cry wolf enough, um, we we seriously are facing a global conflict. Um, many people think we've already entered it. Mm. Because of the, the the current wars that are going on in the Middle East and in Ukraine, mm. and the direction these things are going in, and how we can get caught in this vortex, mm. when they've cried wolf for so long, everything is an absolute crisis, and everything has to do it. Um, <laughs> what happens when we really get one mm. that is is really serious and? The anxiety that is affecting people today, particularly young people, mm. and their view on life, their view on the world, I, I just want to say to everyone today, God has not given us a spirit of fear, mm. yes. but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and just to let go of all your anxiety today and all, your, all the crises that are going on in the world, Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Yeah. He's the only one that will fix this world. The crises that are going on are going to get more intense. Mm. And and I want to put it to you that it's very deliberate. Now, I'm not being conspiracy there. I'm talking about the big conflict between good and evil that's going on in the world. Mm. These things are being worked out every day in more acute ways and Yep, they're going to come in on our head probably all at once. And mm. everyone is going to turn around and say, what do we do? We're in a crisis. Just learn to trust God while the sun's shining. And learn I, to, mm. Sorry, you go. Dan. I was going to say, I love what you just, that, that line, learn to trust God while it's shining, because it's the responses that we do now to the smaller crises, to the large one that you're talking about is, is basically how we'll determine our responses further down the track. Well, the book of Daniel is such a brilliant uh, scriptural book because it has really, apart from Daniel 2, the first six chapters are stories mm. about mm. Little crises. One of them got rather large in yeah. Daniel 3 and the planet Dura, but yeah. um, the, the, it started off with just small stuff. And, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they say, hey, we're not going to, we're going to worship this idol because they hadn't compromised when they were asked to eat food sacrificed to idols. Mm. They had, on the little stuff, they just got used to trusting God. And I think all of us, me included, we just got to get used to trusting God now because the crises that are going on in politics, in the finance, in war, and just in immigration and the cultural, these protests going on everywhere, people are being persecuted in ways we didn't think would ever happen in Australia. This isn't going to go away. There's a big we're all being funneled down to one point in history, and that point's described in Scripture in, in Revelation 13. And so it's going to be a major crisis. Get used to trusting God before it really does get into something that we have totally lost control of. And I think that's how, that's how things are going to end up 
with a mark of the beast and the worship of the beast. Mm. Absolutely. Hey, Justin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're going to continue on with the show, but really fantastic insight Absolutely. there. Although, although there might be crises. Or, and all Thanks for being a part Jesus of the Faith well. FM family. Join our Jesus community on Facebook really or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. Trust in him now.